Hello and welcome to the Undead Wookiee Podcast, episode 56. The Undead Wookiee Podcast is sponsored by Rubber Johnny's Masks, Ireland's newest fancy dress and toy company. You got an idea for a mask? They can design it and make it for you. Now, I'm using their props um, and their prosthetics for my upcoming short film, School Hall Slaughter, and i got to be honest with you guys, they are absolutely first class. We are looking at screen quality products here so get yourselves over to rubberjohnnysmasks.com Hello and welcome back to the Undead Wookiee Podcast, episode 56, the Outpost Trilogy. The Undead Wookiee is a fortnightly-ish podcast focusing on horror and sci-fi, but there will be times where we dip into other genres, because here at the Undead Wookiee, our nerdiness knows no bounds. Hello and welcome back. We've got a fantastic episode lined up for you. Apologies why we're slightly late. Um, and we're going to be a little bit late. Um, I'm bouncing around a little bit because obviously I'm working on a short film at the moment. But we'll make sure that we try and get as many episodes out to you as possible. Now, before I introduce my fantastic guest, one of my favourite people of all time, let's check out the trailer for Outpost. Over 60 years ago, the war ended. But for eight men, you've worked with mercenaries before. So, what is real story, huh, Top? Who unearthed the past? An equation that could potentially alter reality. A soldier that was invulnerable, unstoppable. The battle has just begun. They want soldiers. Let's give them soldiers. They just do what they were trained to do. They kill. They're going to tear us to pieces here. Ray Stevenson. Outpost. Hello and welcome back. And I am joined by my very good friend, Mr. Peter Nielsen. Peter, how are you on this fine day? I'm sitting down on my uh, throne. <laughs> uh, the soft one, not the porcelain one. <laughs> so, uh, doing fine. Good, good. <clears throat> Glad we're not podcasting from the Thunderbox. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I know Daryl has... Um, <laughs> broadcast it, from there at yeah, one point, it, but um, it, it happened. But I think that might be a novel. I suppose some people <laughs> doing it. I don't know, but, but it might be a novelty. It's a niche market. It's yeah. a niche market. <laughs> yes, ignore the sounds. <laughs> now we are here to discuss the Outpost yes. movies from two thousand and eight. Um, now I was absolutely—I I was kind of shocked that you hadn't actually seen these before now well there are actually movies out there that i have not seen yet i mean 
it's, it's, uh, it comes down to time, but yeah. I mean, there's got to be uh, what, like five films that you haven't seen, and these are three of them. So I was, I was kind of shocked. Uh, two left. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost done, man. I can relax soon. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I, it, it, I mean, I like I told you offline. I've uh, heard of them. Yeah. Uh, at least the first one. Yes. And uh, I because Ray Stevenson was in it, but yes. Other than that, I, I don't know. It kind of there's a lot. Of zombie movies uh, that came out in uh, yeah, around that time, yes. or, and still, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, you kind of get bogged down. I think There's, I, there are so many. Yes, and I think <clears throat> the sort of um, I think sort of the Nazi exploitation. That's a proper word. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, that kind of genre, um, it, it does get sort of quite used uh, heavily. Um, to greater and lesser extent, and I mean, we, we you know we discussed Shockwave before, and that's a brilliant example of the genre. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. And I think you know there are some lesser ones, um, Zombie Lake. Um, <laughs> I think we've discussed that. One yeah, too. we've discussed that one too. <laughs> um, you know, and things like Frankenstein's Army came out round about the same time as this one, so it's a fairly well Dead Snow. Dead Snow, yes. Mm-hmm. I do like those films. They are just, they're just, good. Yes, they are. Um, so this is first up. We're gonna we're gonna take these in order. Um, so first up, we have got Outpost from two thousand and eight. Um, it was directed by Steve Barker, uh, and yeah. it was written by Ray Bruton, and it was written by uh, Steve Barker, Ray Bruton. Um, and it stars, and I'm a big fan of. Uh, we've already mentioned him. Is Ray Stevens. Uh, Ray Stevenson. And Frank Castle. Frank Castle. And, I, and to be honest with you, before um, John Berthnall became the Punisher, he was my favourite uh, actor to play in because I think he absolutely nailed it in hmm. Punisher Warzone. Even though it's hmm. not the greatest Punisher film, it does no. have moments. What, what is that? Is that the one with, uh, with Dolph Lundgren? Uh, <laughs> I, love, I, I do have a soft spot for the Dolph Lundgren one. Um, Same here. It's a great, great film. It is. It's so underrated. Um, But I think he, I think Ray Stevenson captures the Punisher more so. Yeah, Um, violence. Yes. uh, Because, I mean, Frank Castle as the Punisher, he's not a, he's not a nice man. No, he's not a well man, is he? No. That's a very good way of putting it. I think he's always (laughs) sort of, a little bit angry. Uh-huh. A little bit angry about a few things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> issues. Yes. Yes, issues. Now, this is, uh, you know, this also starred Julian Wadham. Um, now here, and it also starred a local boy. And I've mentioned this before. Richard Brack. Okay. Uh, Richard Brack, obviously, um, uh, he's, he, he, he's a very strong American accent now. But Richard Brack was born in Astrid Manach, which is about, ooh, 20 minutes away from here, 25 minutes from where I live. Did not know that. Yes. So uh, we'll claim him as one of our own. As you should. Yes. He gets to, you know, join the legendary ranks of Welsh actors. Yeah. If you think about some of the, uh, and this, uh, I mean, this is a low budget movie. Oh, yeah. If you think about like Ray Stevenson, like, okay, Punisher Warzone. He's also been in King Arthur. Yeah. Thor. Yeah. 
and the divergent insurgent, whatever the hell those, those <laughs> movies are called. I, I've lost, I, I, I did, I haven't even seen them. I kind of, when they started going divergent into, I just, no, that was it. Yeah, I I'm think out. I've seen one uh, or half of one. I think it's not my type of movie, but, yeah. but still he said Thor. Yeah. As the, as in the new ones. Yes. I mean, the big movies. And you have like Julian uh, Watermus, uh, let's see, uh, even though they're maybe not big parts, he's Goya's Ghost, Churchill. Yeah. Uh, Exorcist the Beginning. Yeah. Well, well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, and he's been in, let's see, um, two episodes of one of my favorite shows, A Touch of Frost. Ah. So, and, and then we go to Richard Brake. He's in Mandy. Yes. He's been in Cold Mountain, Batman Begins, Black well, Dahlia. So, I mean, even though this, if you look at this movie, you think, huh. Well, and right now, he, you know, he <clears throat> very, you know, people don't realize he is the Night King uh, in Game of Thrones. Richard Brake? Yes, he's the Night King. Um, but he's under such heavy prosthetic, people don't realize that. Well, you know. Yeah, well. He doesn't look like himself. It looks like he's cold. No. And of course, going back to race team. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, you can just imagine, going, oh, it's a bit parky out here, boys. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Where, where my gloves? <laughs> can't even take your pee. Because yeah. I have to break it. It's so cold, I have to break it off. <laughs> Snap <these>. it off. <laughs> yes. Ouch. And the other thing Ray Stevens was in, and I absolutely loved this series, was Rome. Oh, yeah. He was Titus Polo in, um, in Rome. And he was, that's the first <coughs> time I really saw him. Um, but he was absolutely superb in that. Yeah, he's a good actor. Yes. So, uh, yes. And I think that most of the people in this, even though they're small parts, uh, I mean, for what it is and for what this movie is, I mean, they're really good actors. Oh, yeah. And it's got, um, it's got one of my other favorite character actors is Michael Smiley. Um, Tires of Flaherty? Yes. Because yes. I was sitting there watching this movie. Where the hell have I seen that guy before and heard his voice? I was like, ah, oh, and I was racking my brain. And all of a sudden, wait a minute, spaced. That tire's so flaherty. Yes. And he was in Luther. Um, he was in Luther. Yeah. Um, Kill Burke List. Hair, right? Yes. Kill, yeah. Yeah. Kill, yeah. It, Kill List is a great film. Great, great film. And he actually, uh, as the character of Tires of Flaherty, he has a small uncredited part in, um, and uh, the name just, oh, son of a bitch, <laughs> Shaun of the Dead. Yes, I was about to say, he pops up with yeah. Shaun of the Dead, yeah. 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 And it, it's a, he's a great, great, and he pops up in one of my favorite um, Black Mirror episodes. Okay. Um, with um, the, the the episode where the woman is being constantly filmed. I'm sure I've seen that one, though. Oh, so yes, what I, again, you... it's again a show, uh, like I told you offline, there's... Uh, a million shows I have to either get caught up with, finish, or yeah. start over again. Yeah. <laughs> but he's, it's, it's, if, you, if you get a chance to see that one, I can't remember the name of it, but he's absolutely superb in it. Um, yeah, so you could go on IMDb and check on it. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. I'm, I suppose you'll find it. Yes, <clears throat> he's, it's absolutely superb. Now, this, you know, so obviously you saw this, uh, you know, so the outpost story, fairly, very, very, very simple. Um, you know, you've got a team of mercenaries who are hired. Uh, they don't know what the, you know, they think they're on some kind of mineral expedition in war-torn Eastern European country. And then they stumble across, uh, a World War II bunker, yep. um, formerly occupied, uh, by, um, a secret Nazi experiment. And, mm-hmm. um, and then hilarity ensues. So we, uh, <laughs> yes, I think, 
most of the guys in this movie would uh, kind of oppose to the word hilarity. But yeah. <laughs> It's um, no. Depends on what side you're on. Yes. Now this, um, it's got great atmosphere. You know, this is a film that, that spends a lot of its time based on atmosphere. Um, yes, I like the look of it, and I like I like the whole uh, the whole setup and the way it's shot. And when they're down there, there's even though it's dark, you don't you, you still see what's going on. Yes. Uh, as yeah. opposed to some other uh, low budget movies where it's too dark to even see anything. Yes. Yes, but uh, but but the look of this movie is actually for for uh, for its budget. It looks really good. Yeah, it does. It does. And I mean, um, obviously, one of the things that I, that sort of um, struck me about this this isn't quite a straight up Nazi zombie film. No, because no, I was when I watched this, I was thinking there's a lot of kind of uh, haunting ghost story element that felt. Yeah. Like, uh, at the start of the movie, it felt like that because they entered this. Because uh, I was thinking, hmm, are they? Because uh, the way you you kind of see these uh, Nazi zombies, it was kind of like, is it? Are they just ghosts, or yeah. are they really there? So yeah. I like that aspect of it, and I think <laughs> this is more the keep. Than, uh, oh, yes. than sort of uh, you know shockwave. Mm. It's more the keep than that, and yeah. um, like the keep. I think the the score to this is absolutely superb. Yeah, yeah. the score is superb and really, really, really good. Really good. Um, not, not saying, not debating it. No, no. I mean the um, the and the look as well. The overall look of the. Um, of the of the of the sort of you know the the ghostly zombie Nazis mm-hmm. is really good because you even though you get kind of um, you get glimpses of them you still don't get that full out um, the full sort of you know you you never get catch a full on look at them no no and I like that uh, uh, the way they they portray them in this one and not like in like. You know, if you say dead snow where you see them yes. uh, in, in broad daylight, but that, that fits that story. This mm. doesn't because you're supposed to wonder, uh, is this just, uh, well, part maybe in their head, uh, part ghost story. Part, so I, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. We don't really know at the start of the movie, but then <laughs> it does. It is. Yeah. Come the bayonets. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing, isn't it? It's it. And it, it when you, you know, the, I wouldn't say it's excessively gory. Nope, it's not. Um, however, it's very visceral. Yes. Once you get to the to the death scenes, yes. even though you don't see too much, you still see uh, just enough to make you, ooh. Yes. Because um, it's apparently not enough to stab you once. No. You have to do it. 20, 30 times, just to make sure. Yes, I think if you sort of look at the credits uh, for the for the names of them, I think they just sort of say instead of uh, Nazi Goat Zombie 1, it, I think it's Stabby McStabbison 1. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, Willy Knife Wielder. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, and I mean, and we talked about the sort of look of the film, and it's got this sort of... Um, and I mean, some people are a big fan of it, and I think it works quite nicely. And we talked about is, is that sort of like desaturized look to it, yes. that kind of monochrome, it's a little bit, yeah, a little bit faded. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, it, I, and it, fit, it fits this movie perfectly. Yes, and it works really well because there are some films that people go, you know, they use that, and it doesn't quite 
quite. They do it just for uh, for the effects. Yes, yes. Um, but it's like I said, this is just sort of, and I think the unique look uh, the mercenaries have. Um, mm-hmm. um, and what's really interesting is you've got all these act, you know, these these mercenaries from uh, different countries. Yes. Um, so you've got a Russian, a Belgian, uh, a Yugoslav, um, even the Germans. Um, you've got an Irish, uh, and with the exception of Richard Brack, all the other actors are British, <laughs> playing yes. very different, completely different sort of nationalities. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a Belgian peacekeeper. That was, uh, Carter. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, it was actually a Bond, uh, and Guardians of the Galaxy. Holy shit. He was yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy, dude. Damn it. They, again, the actors. It's, and, and I think that's and something as well French, that's sort of... Legionnaire. Yeah, there's all over the place. Yugoslavian, Russian, Belgian, French Foreign Legionnaire, United States Marine Corps, and then yeah. we have uh, uh, the Royal Marine. Yeah. So uh, we have them from all over there. I, and I like that. And you, you get the, the different accents that work. Yes. And I mean, it's that sort of like, um, gives it the touch of the wild geese about <laughs> it as well, doesn't it? Mm. Yes, you know, it, and it, you know, I think, and I think, Ooh. into oh, it's a good, good film. I, <laughs> <Yes>. I, I, <laughs> Damn it, put it on the list. Damn yes. it, to watch. Wild. Didn't enjoy the second one so much. Well, again, we can get into the whole sequel uh, yes. debate. So, yes, uh, and we will. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like, what I really, um, really enjoyed um, about this is, you know, the sort of None of the characters are hero heroes. No, they're, because they're they're mercenaries. Yes. I mean, they're they are out on the uh, the edges of uh, uh, of warfare. I mean, they do stuff for money. They don't have to be they don't have to be likable characters. You just know that when you hire them, they do their job. Yes, uh, I mean, none of them. Even Ray Stevenson has uh, is not uh, though he's the, the leader. He's not really. A nice man. Either. No, no, but none of them are outrightly dislikable. No, none of you. Know, because sometimes I think when they do that, you know, do these kind of sort of men on a mission, um, sort of movies, some of the characters become outrightly dislikable. Yeah, and you, uh, and you cheer and you cheer when the bad guys actually kill. Yes, you don't. You don't. And this, even though, I mean, they do. Uh, even like you said, they they are kind of despicable sometimes but then they act like they're actual human beings and yes. you think huh okay so oh and then he dies and they ah damn it yeah so um no and uh, they all have their personalities and uh i suppose since they're old war uh in quotation heroes they have yeah. their problems yeah 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 yeah. No. And, and I think I don't think it, 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 just uh, as the ideas come to mind when, when I go back to it now, they have their problems, and I think this is a way. I mean, these are people. I suppose I, I'm not a mercenary. I never will be uh, a soldier for hire. But I suppose this is a that way. Could to be an interesting of, part-time job for you, Peter. Can you imagine putting uh, that Peter Nielsen, soldier of soldier of fortune? It would make a good show. It, I, do you know. <laughs> <laughs> just the title of it just anyway. The title. I like that. <laughs> and you see people Peter screaming, Oh no, get me out of here. just flailing my hands as I run across the field. I oh, like wow. that. Yeah. I like that. Some soldier fortune. No, but I, I was thinking I mean they have their problems and they have their demons and I think 
working as a mercenary, you kind of keep that uh, in check, I suppose. It's their way of dealing with it. They don't really have to let go of the war. Yeah. They can kind of stay in uh, in that state of mind doing this kind of work. And you kind of – it kind of, even, again, uh, what blew me away, this is a low-budget movie yeah. with a very simple story, but it's more complex than that. Yeah. Yeah, there's no uh, – <laughs> It's not the sort of, it doesn't descend into, even though I think that, you know, I think there are some of the sort of, the, you know, the, the classic sort of uh, survival horror, you know, cliches <clears> in there, but it doesn't descend, it doesn't dive headfirst into <clears> them. Nope. Um, what, and I mean, what, what's very interesting is the, you know, the black soldier isn't the first one to be killed. <laughs> no. No, we, they avoided that trope. They avoided yes. that one, to be fair to them. Um, but... The character, all the characters have clearly got a backstory. Oh, yeah. Um, they're fully realized characters. Oh, yeah. Um, even, um, the, you know, the, uh, Julian, oh, his last name has gone now. Uh, what's it? Uh, Julian, Wadham? Yeah, Julian, Hunt. even, yeah. yeah, Hunt. Even the character Hunt has, has a, has a, has a developed story and he's not just the sort of, um, you know, the, 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 the snake in the grass type character. No, there's there's something behind, and I like, and you never really delve into it, uh, any of the uh, characters' uh, background that much. You just kind of know there's something there. Yes, yes. So um, I like that too. Yeah, and I, and it's you know, and if you think about it, this is played in. There's not massive set pieces. No. Um, everything is is shot very very well, and there's a lovely fluid movement to the camera all the time. Nothing yeah. is particularly static. Okay. And one of my favorite scenes in this is the scene with um, Michael Smiley's character when he's playing chess with the survivor, uh, yeah, with, uh, yeah. the breather. Yep. Um, and again, that is a great scene. That is a great yeah. scene. Um, and he sort of... And he, very quiet. Yes. And he falls off the chair and then he looks underneath and you see the two pair of boot, the extra pairs of boots... Yes. And that's so well executed. So well executed. And it kind of takes you aback thinking, what? You think Where it plays, in, plays into the ghost story yes. aspect of it. Yes. And, it, and they it's take, creepy. It is. And they take their time. Yes, they do. <laughs> Nobody sort of, you know, because I think some people, sometimes people make the mistake of, you know, diving straight into, you know, the gore and everything else. But it takes its time. Yeah. Yeah, and that scene kind of played. Have you seen the uh, uh, movie that came out? Uh, I'm not really sure. It's been a while. Called uh, Messengers, uh, where a family moves out to the country house and uh, it's uh, it's haunted. No, I and haven't. I, I, is it on? It's on Netflix. It might be. I'm not I sure. Think, I think I, yeah, yeah. Kristen, Kristen. Oh, what is her name? That Scott actress. Thomas. No, no. Uh, I suppose you could look it up, though. Uh, but there's a scene in that one, as, uh, as I'm looking, yeah. um, where she is making the bed. Yeah. And uh, she's uh, kind of shaking the the sheets. And as it's rising up, there's an apparition standing on the bed. Ah. But you only see kind of uh, the legs. And when she's shaking it, you see kind of the legs. And then the sheet fall down and disappears. But, oh, man. Kristen Stewart. Yes, exactly. Yes. Messengers. Yes. Yep. I haven't seen that one. However, it has been it's on my really good movie. my uh, Amazon Prime watch list for about okay. 
about a year now. So it's, <laughs> yeah, it's a, there are some fairly intense scenes in it. It's pretty good. But that's something that sort of um, that works quite nicely because if I think it's some, sometimes you get sort of numb to it, don't you? Where you know everybody is just there to be just to be fodder, <clears throat> you know, and uh, hacked up and chopped to bits and sort of. You know, and you you kind of go, oh well, he's talking about his family, so he's dead. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's just had a baby; he's definitely dead. Yeah. You know, it's that sort of. But never we don't, mention family. No, no. If you're ever on a battlefield, never talk about sort of can't wait to get home to see your girl, or mm-hmm. the fact that you've got a baby due. Yeah, and if you say, oh, I'm going home, and uh, my uh, my girlfriend just had a baby, and when I get home, we're gonna get married. Yeah. Yeah, that's just, it. Just, just here's a shovel. Just bury, bury yourself. <laughs> now, we, you know, when we, when the the killing does actually start, um, there are some very, very impressive kills in the, in this. Mm-hmm. Um, the scene where the um, the one soldier gets the bullet hammered into his eye. Ow. Oh. Yes, and Cotter's death. With the pickaxe. Yes. Is mightily impressive. And painful. Yes. Yes. It is. And, <laughs> and, and yet again, it's not overplayed. No, 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 it's not at all. It's not at all. Um, cause it, it, it makes, uh, <laughs> pun intended, it does make its point. Um, <laughs> uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I'm here all week. Try the wheel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, but it's sort of it's. But you, like we said, we talked about we don't get massive amounts of exposition dumps in this. We no. get just enough from sort of Hunt's character, yeah. um, you know, as the exposition fairy in the film, I suppose. Um, <laughs> okay. But nobody sort of um, nobody sort of. I don't know. You don't get somebody pop up and then you get the full history of it. We get these great little, the, the great video, um, the film footage of, um, yeah, from, from the, yeah, they find, uh, where they see some of, no, not that you actually would get much out of that footage if you didn't know, uh, what, yeah. uh, maybe Hunt does. Yes. Adam's character. Yeah. But it's chilling. It is chilling. It is chilling. Particularly given how Disney-esque the animation sequences. Um, oh, yes, yeah. <laughs> you know the, the, you know the Uberman. It's uh, it's a little bit Disney esque. Yeah. Yeah. Not not that I'm saying that uh, you know good old Uncle Walt had any links at all. Uh, no. That's another podcast. Um, uh huh. <laughs> moving on. Nothing to see. Nothing to see nothing here. To see. Move along. Pete, why is why is suddenly my phone clicking? And I can use somebody else having a conversation on the other end. Uh, moving on. <laughs> Nothing to see or hear. No, <laughs> then you hear again. Yeah. The German accent. Pizza, you know, the pizza van that's been parked outside my house for the last month is now a flower van. Yeah. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't received any pizza or flowers. <laughs> hmm. Why is that helicopter hovering? Yeah. In silent mode. <laughs> Now, this no, no, you, you get, and I mean, from those, that footage they're watching, that uh, uh, and the, those soldiers, kind of, uh, just uh, uh, 
like Sieg Island and they get yeah. shot in the forehead and they yeah. they just dump them in a room and you yeah. never I mean what is good about this and we'll get into the backstory kind of it, it it would be fun to go back to this after watching the second one yes so uh, I mean you've done that but I haven't yet but you kind of from this one you get enough to think what the hell is going on and you still kind of understand yeah yeah and that's the it's the unexplained isn't it it's a little bit of a mystery. Yeah, and you get the sort of, you know, the fact that, um, and we are into spoilers, because, I mean, this was released in 2008, so, you know, if you haven't seen yeah. it, you're a bit late to the game, so yeah. pause. So turn, turn off now. And, and then come uh, back. Come back. Yeah, you know, and you get the, you know, the character who they discover is still alive. Um, and, he, and he turns out to be the sort of, the, the commandant kind of. Scar-faced yeah. SS. Yeah, Goetz, yes. German SS. Which is, officer. um, and, and again, the look of that character is. Yeah, because this is just, you, you don't know. No. What the hell he is. Yeah, and there's something not right. Instantly, well, you know. Yes, Instantly, yes. you know. That you, 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 you know. But then he just sits there. He doesn't answer. He doesn't nothing. You just know there's something about him. Yeah. Something has either happened to him or because in this one you don't know. No. At all. No. Not well. N- not until the end. Not until the end. Yeah. No. But and I, and I mean the scene where Ray Stevens sort of points the gun at him and says, you know, give me a reason, and mm-hmm. then he just his eyes just move. And I, I say, oh, you think, oh, this is not going to end well. <laughs> In hindsight, it doesn't. No, no, not at all. Not at all. They're little, but again, what blew me away with this, there's, they do so much with so little. I mean, yes. you, you just need the eyes to move. Yes. Nothing else. And it's, 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 uh, kind of, that's kind of when you find out there's something more to this character. Yeah. And not uh, Ray Stevenson's, but the breather, the SS officer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Even though you don't know he is an SS no. officer at no. this point, but you just there's something you kind of look at him and say, okay, there's more to this than just a, a survivor. Yeah, and you sort of it it it's a good example in economy filmmaking, but also in, mm-hmm. in um, economy of movement um, that he doesn't actually have to do an awful lot to be quite scary. Nope. And, and that works so well for this film because, you know, there's, you know, this, this, I think Outpost works at its best where they are playing on the, the ghost-like elements of it. Yes. Agreed. Um, and it plays, you know, I mean, you could look at this as sort of like a, um, a zombie survival horror film. You could look at this as a haunted house film. Um, you could look at it as a bit of an action film. It's got, mm-hmm. it's a mismatch of genres in here, but I think it does work when it's, when it's working at its best. It is that sort of, um, like it was already said, like, the, like the keep. Yeah. I think that works when it's at its best, you know, when it's, when it is that ghostly, ghostly feeling. Yeah. And a bit of a mystery thrown in. Yes. So, uh, yes. I like that. Now, obviously the first time you saw this, what were the standout moments for you? <sighs> I think the, the, it's like when they first go down into the bunker and they kind of start getting things uh, set up. Yeah. And all of a sudden the damn music starts and he can't shut it up. But I think it's more the mystery of it when they're first down there and they're kind of 
looking around. Yeah. Because you have that eerie feeling, haunted house, what the hell is going on? And then all of a sudden, someone says, we have a breather. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I think that whole, when you get down into that bunker and they start, that, that first descent when they go in there, start looking around and have no clue what the hell this is. And you kind of get a little bit of shadows in the background, that classic yeah. cliche or whatever, yeah. but it works very, very uh, nicely in this one. So I think that's one of the, uh, the standout points. When they first enter down there and you kind of have no idea or clue as to what the hell they're getting into. Yeah. Yeah. No, I could completely with you, completely with you on that. Um, and like even the setup to the beginning of the film is very, very low key. It's them having a conversation yes. in a bar. Yeah. Um, yep. and that's it. And then we're in. Yeah. You know, there's no look sort of long sort of, uh, setup. It is quite simply you get, we're going to pay you this, 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 and this, and away you go. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I enjoyed this one actually. The first time I saw it was when it, I, I caught it on DVD. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was one of those sort of, you know, I cheered a little bit about it, not, not too much, caught it on DVD and really enjoyed it. And I've seen it a couple of times since, but actually sitting down again and watching it for, for this episode, I really, really enjoyed it and forgotten how good it actually is and how well made it mm. is. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, it's a solid, solid film. Um, is it, I don't think it's perfect. Don't get me wrong. No, 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 uh, not at all. But I, you have to kind of take it for what it is. Yes. And, uh, and it's a kind of Nazi zombie haunted house mystery thriller action thing. <gasps> Deep <Yeah>. breath. <laughs> so. And, and, and that's how, it, and if you take it for, for that, uh, you will, uh, I mean, you're not bored, and nope, that's, nope. Uh, that's the big no-no for a movie. If you're not bored and you're entertained, then there's nothing really wrong with it. Yeah, yeah, completely. And I mean, they've sort of, they've managed to sort of avoid the sort of, um, the, the, zomb- the Nazi zombie cliches. Mm-hmm. Um, they, and, and I mean, one of the things that always strikes me is when they have them out in the tree line, and the lights come up and they're outside yeah. the bunk. I think that is absolutely such a simple effect, but executed so well. Yeah. And again, for, for the actors, the way they play up, you, you, it's like, what, what the hell's going on? Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, well, well. it's, it, it, we, we have to say this, even we don't have to spoil it outright, but this is a bleak movie. Oh, yes. Um, nobody skips off into the sunset really in this one. No, <laughs> no, 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 you don't. No. So, cause we have got two other films to talk about. Yes. Where would you come in on this one then? How would you score this one? Uh, I think I'd come in at a seven. Yes. That's a, think- again, it's not a perfect movie, but I thoroughly enjoyed the first one. Yes, and I would, I would probably, yeah, I'd come in at a seven. I was, yeah, seven. I was, you know, seven, maybe seven point five, okay. maybe, maybe I'd give it a seven point hmm. five. Um, but um, it's 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 a strong film. It's a solid solid film that you can just pop on. It's only, I think, it's eighty nine minutes. Yeah, something like that. It's not know. a long one. It doesn't no. hang about. And which brings us to the sequel. 
which is out, son. Yes. Look at you, a child playing detective. The Reich of a thousand years has not been hiding from the likes of you. It has simply been waiting in the shadows. I was really looking forward to this one. This one came out in 2012. Um, yep. Steve Barker returns to direct. It was written by Steve Barker and uh, Ray uh, Brunton. Um, mm-hmm. So, again, a strong link to the first one. And the cast for this is quite an interesting one. You've got uh, Catherine Stedman, uh, Richard Coyle, Ali Craig, uh, Nick Neverin, uh, Daniel Katagiran, I think Katagiran. Gary McDonald, Johnny Mears, uh, and again, Julian Wadham pops up in this one. Um, mm-hmm. And then you've got Michael Byrne. Johnny Mears, yeah. Um, uh, ah, yes, yes, yeah. Great uh, not character. Like he's, not like he's been in uh, some big movies at no, all. No, no, no. Great. He, I mean, he, he's said with a grin on his face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great character actor. Superb character actor. Uh, Martin Bell. Colin Russell. Colin Russell is a superb British character actor. Um, and he plays Marius. He plays like the old guy, like the sort of old guy in the village. Um, ah, yes, yes, yeah. And, and I mean, exactly. he, um, I loved him in, um, oh, what's the Stephen Dorff South African boxing film? Um, oh, is, is the power one? It might be. I'm drawing a blank here. Uh, I think it's with Morgan Freeman. Yeah. And I don't know the title of it in my head right off. I think it's the power of one. Hang on. Steven. He's very, very young in it. Dorf. Oh, if only filmography. The... Yeah, working. So this was when Stephen Dorf was young. So we have yes. to go way back. Oh wow. Um, I'm sure. 
Yes, Power One, 1992. 19, okay, so I, have, I, was, I was down in the 80s, okay. <laughs> 19, uh, 1992. Um, ah, yes, there. And he okay. plays, um, he plays like, um, a, um, Afrikaans Afrikaans prison, destruction uh, prowess. Okay. prison warder. And he's such a bastard in it. He is <laughs> such a bastard, but he's absolutely superb. Absolutely superb in it. Um, so, you know, again, this, it's got a great, um, it's got a great cast. And of course, in this one, we get, um, another great, uh, character actor, uh, Philip Roche. Um, uh-huh. generally plays like executioners and judges and, uh, he's got this great sort of Victorian, um, creepy face. Um, and he plays in this, um, he plays one of the guy who sort of sets it all up so that they can buy, uh, buy the parts and things. He plays Harper. Oh, no, not uh, Harper. Yes. Yeah, not Harper. Sorry. Um, David Gant. Sorry. He, he's as Kleisner as Kleisner. They both. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. 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 Uh, David Gant. Yes. Klausner. Yeah. He was in like in Braveheart. Oh yeah. Victor Victoria. Actually, yes. Yeah. That we covered, uh, last December. It's a great film. And Michael Byrne was in Braveheart too. Yeah. Yes, he was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he was. Yeah. Yeah, he was really creepy in Braveheart. Mm-hmm. Really creepy in Braveheart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, <laughs> now this one obviously follows up, you know, follows on from uh, from the first one, but sort of. Uh, yeah, it takes place uh, uh, not too long after the first, actually. Yeah, and what we've we're in a situation is where we get a um, a Nazi hunter um, mm-hmm. teams up with a engineer. Um, mm-hmm. And again, in this sort of Eastern European war-torn country, um, and they end up with a end up with a NATO task force who are trying to work out what the hell is going on because yeah. the machine has been turned on, and the sort of energy field that it's producing is expanding. So it means that the sort of ghost zombie Nazis can uh, expand. They can, yeah, they can wreak havoc uh, in a larger area. Yes, and that's that's kind of the. Uh, the plot point there it's supposed to expand so they can uh, the fourth rise can uh, yes can come about yes or I, I, somebody um i can't remember which uh journal somebody said when they're um in a review of it described it as apocalypse hitler um <laughs> <it's, Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> um you know and it's got this sort of again it has this sort of washed out dry sort of dark monochrome look to it um but i actually when i started watching it it kind of uh, as it plays out at the start okay so when when she's at the with the old man and Mm. kind of uh well more or less breaking his fingers and and causing it causing him to die but yes the way it's set up i was thinking ah okay kind of okay classic sequel nothing really and then it kind of grows on you it does and it took a bit of a kick in this one when it came out Mm-hmm. Um, because I think yes, I read that it, it did take a bit of a kick in by the critics, and um, I think some people were sort of um, were a little bit harsh on it. I don't think this is um, as strong as the first one. No, but it, it's very it's a little very, bit below. Yes, it is a little bit below, but it's very entertaining. Yes, uh, it is. You know, it grows and, on you. You know, and it sort of expands the universe a little bit more. We get introduced to some new characters. Um, and it's set. Tie back to the first one, which I kind of like. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, uh, you, you know, we got a nice little setup with a signet ring. We got a bit of Chekhov's gun going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you and, and you kind of can piece a little bit together as to who maybe the the people were who set up Hunt in the first movie. Yes. Uh, who who because he never he never says outright who hired him. Yes. Just that they have a lot of power and money behind them. Yeah, yeah. Now, here's the other thing as well. I did notice um, in this one. The bunker suddenly grew. Uh, yes, a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> now, given everything that was going on in the first one, you'd think they might have noticed mm-hmm. that the bunker is bigger than they originally thought. Yeah, either that or they were busy. But I mean, there were some 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 down parts in the first one where they could have kind of went to look a little bit further. Hmm, I wonder where that letter leads. Mm. Oh, look, there's a whole new corridor. Maybe we should check that. No, we'll leave that for the sequel. Yes. <laughs> and the sequel added a whole uh, a whole new uh, under what underground layer, I suppose yes. you'd call it. Yes. A yes. Big ass uh, swastika on the wall. Yeah. Um, no Nazi bunker should be without one? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and it should be big. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, what's interesting about this, they do bring the, the idea of this EMP, uh, where they set off an EMP explosion, uh, yes. which sort of renders the, the ghost zombie Nazis soldiers, um, vulnerable. Yeah, cause it, you can't, you can't really kill these zombies. No, you you no. shoot and shoot and nothing really happens. They just keep going, which was like, I was thinking, are you making these too unbeatable? Uh, and how are you going to bring that to an end? I mean, how? Because uh, they unload everything at them and nothing yes. really happens. Well, they kind of stop from the the force of the impact of the bullets i suppose yes but well, you can't you can't put them down until you have this burst of uh of energy yeah well it just kind of makes you makes you think of the line from blazing saddles isn't it where he's gonna the sheriff is gonna go and deal with mongo and mm-hmm. gene wilder's character says to him oh don't take your gun don't shoot him it'll just no. make him mad yes <laughs> yeah, exactly you know uh, so it's their um and they kind of play around a little bit with them. They keep the original element of, you know, the, the, the sort of magnetic field and those, uh, but they kind of play around a little bit with it now where they yeah. can be, where they can be killed. Yeah. You know, and that, and that works quite nicely and it does hark back to the first one. Um, yes. but it is sort of, um, it, I, I like it. I, I do like that idea. Um, yeah. The one, because yeah, when you you, as I said, it, when the movie starts out, the first fifteen minutes, you think, ah, oh, well, nothing really, nothing really uh, happens. She walks around there, there, and the house, they're talking a lot, and you kind of feel like, okay, so the, maybe the. Uh, I was thinking that anyway, like, okay, so maybe the the budget kind of went down a few notches from the first one, and this is how they play it out because they don't really have any money and oh wait a minute then yes. something uh, you kind of turn it up a notch and that's what uh what i mean it, it grew on you because at first you think uh, okay low budget sequel yeah <sighs> okay sure okay i'll see where this leads and then uh you see that they do 
it's, it's sure it's a low budget, but they do very good. You make very good use of the money yes. they have. And yes. uh, the way it ties into the first one and when they get to the bunker and you, so yeah. The one major, major problem I have with this uh, is Julia Wadham's character turns into the emperor from yeah. uh, the Star Wars movies where he's able to shoot lightning from his yeah. hands. They, they take it, yeah, they, they kind of take it a little too far. And it, you just go, oh, mm. oh, oh. Mm. Yeah, oh. that bit I could have done without. Yes. I, I, and, you know, and there's a few other moments as well in this. Um, you know, the, and I mean, we are into spoiler territory, so, you know, the, the fact that you get the double cross in this, yeah. where you kind yeah, of go, but, uh, uh, did he really need that? No, but it kind of, what I, uh, okay, we're into spoilers anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the very, very end of it, I really enjoyed that. And I was very much, because I hadn't seen these before, and I never really read anything about them before watching them, because I wanted to yeah. go in blindly. So yeah. I thought the end of this, ooh, this sets up another one really nicely. Yes, and uh, we'll get into that. <laughs> but the way uh, where she, when she calls him at the end, and, and she kind of, and he's, uh, well, okay, so let's get into this. Richard Coyle Wallace, who's been, I don't know, what what, what are they, are they, well, is he, he a friend of someone? I mean, yes, he kind they, of. They kind, their paths kind of crossed because I think yeah. his sort of, his field of expertise is sort of experimental physics um, the same as um, the character Hunt, um, and he, yeah, they, they're and kind of chasing something the same with thing. Lena. I mean, the 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 one who the Lena and Catherine Stedman's character, yes. Lena. I mean, she knows Wallace from before. So is 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 there some kind of family or is got a bit, I think they, yeah, their paths have crossed, and they knew somebody, and that person ended yeah, up being so. dead. Yeah. And then they sort of they don't elaborate on it, which is quite cool. No. But yeah. you get the feeling yeah, you that, don't. you know, he's a good guy and that she trusts him enough to be able to sort of go running off into East, a war-torn Eastern yes. European country. And um, that's when the double cross comes yes. uh, later on in the movie because he's not to be trusted at all as he shoots her. No, no. And I mean, and, that uh, ending does give it a nice sort of um, born identity feel, though, doesn't it, at the yeah, end? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then when she calls him and he's yeah. changed his looks, he's and, and and he's now blonde, which looks very weird. Yes, it looks kind of like um, uh, Constantine in the, in the comics. Yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then she she calls him as he's sitting there uh, and kind of negotiating uh, bar, uh, money for the. Yes. Oh, well, we're not even getting into that. And she asks him, "Well, is it true?" And he says, "What." Do they have more fun? And he kind of touches his hair like, oh, shit, she knows. Yeah. And she just puts down the phone, to kind of put, to takes out the battery and kind of, and just walks away. And that last shot, I thought, oh, are we? Ooh, nice. And then we get the third one, which we will get into. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, this so one. the very end I liked. Yes. I mean, this one has a bit more sort of... Um, it sort of it tries to build a little bit more on it, it expands the universe a bit more. Yes. Um, you know, you get the added sort of that they're going to nuke the site. Um, 
you know, they, yeah, you get a little, you get a little bit more backstory of the bunker yes. and, uh, with, uh, the breather, Johnny Maris from the first, his, uh, yeah. uh Gutz is his SS, uh, the SS officer is his name, Gutz. Yeah. You, you get, you get to see a little more of him. I did think the introduction of the nurse character with her laughing was really creepy. Yes. Yes. Really creepy and really horrible. Really and, horrible. And, and I, I kind of like how they played into that one. The yes. third one. Yes. Yeah, but she is, she is, she, when, when they find that pile of bodies. Yeah. And, uh, they kind of have to step away when, when they hear they come and you hear that laugh from that nurse. And, yes. And then Lena, the character, she kind of squeezes her in between the bodies to yes. kind of hide. Uh, it was, uh, it, it's, uh, it's, uh, it has, it, it, it has its moments. It yes, has its it moments. Does. Um, but like, it, it's this, you know, this certainly is nowhere near, a perfect film, um, and no. it's got a few. There's a few more bumps in the road, yeah, um, and a little but bit of like recording going up. But still, it's entertaining. Yes, yes, still, it is. It, yeah. it, still, you watch. And there's, yeah, there's enough to kind of keep you, and it ties into the first one nicely. And you have that; they both have that kind of same look. Yes, you get a lot more zombie action or Nazi zombie action in this one because there's yes. a lot of them. There's a lot of action and there's it, there's blood and it's it's a, a lot more gory than the first one. Yes, it is. It is much gorier. There is a lot more in that. Um, but again, it it it's kind of a natural progression of the two movies. Yeah, and I mean, it, it's you know, it's the 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 thing with any kind of sequel, isn't it? It, the, the, it goes big. It tries. It goes bigger. Yes, you get that. You get more. You yep. get more gore. More gore for your dollar in this one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but it, I think they sort of retcon the storyline a little bit and change yes, a few yes. other elements around. Um, you do get a bit more backstory, particularly at the beginning, where you see uh, Klausner working for the Russians. Um, yes. Interest that, which is quite interesting, which kind of is an interesting take on the third one as well, mm-hmm. that they kind of forgot um that you know they sort of uh, Klausner works works for the Russians um and then the third one is to do with the Russians so um yeah, yeah. Wa- mm. the the water gets a bit muddy after that, from this one on doesn't it yeah i mean if, yeah if they all tie in together uh, all three movies but i think they do it better between the first and second one yes so where would you come in on this one uh, I kind of went down just one peg, so I'll, I'll give this one a six. Yeah. Because it, it starts off a little bit slow, but then you kind of get into, uh, well, familiar territory and you yes. kind of, you kind of get to see where it all, and when they go back to the bunker and all that. So uh, it, it, it's like you said, it's far from a perfect movie, but it's entertaining. Yes. Even though you get that, uh, the emperor, uh, <laughs> <laughs> at the end of it but I still think it's it's entertaining I'll take it down a notch so uh, I'll give this one a, a, a 6 yeah and do you know what I would join you on that one because I think it's a 6 okay. it's a 6 it's definitely a 6 now this leads Ooh. us to the third one Rise of the Spetsnaz yes
Okay, this one was out in 2013. Um, mm-hmm. This time, Kieran Parker um, directed this one. Kieran one, Parker, of the, one of the producers, yes, right? Yes, he was one of the producers on this one. Um, mm-hmm. But it was written by uh, Ray Brunton, uh, who had written previously and directed the other... Uh, yeah, he directed the others. Um, mm-hmm. But... Um, Again, we've got an interesting cast here. we got uh, Brian yeah, Larkin. Uh, a lot of people who've done, who's actually done a, quite a lot of stuff. None, yes. Nothing I really recognized that much. No, no. I mean, but they're solid actors. Uh, Velibor Topic, uh, the big ball guy, uh, mm-hmm. was in Kingdom of Heaven. Uh, the yes, Scott movie. I really like that film. Yeah. I, I really it's like this. It, it's a bum yeah. number. It is a bum hmm. number. Yeah, it's um, a long one. And if you have the long version too. Yes. And let's I, see, even Kamara Zafiori was in Hellboy 2. Yes. Even though um, that probably wasn't the best, but it's uh, entertaining. Lorenzo uh, Posa? Posa? Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not... I, I'm not going to try it. Uh, I mean, he was in Sherlock. He was in uh, The Born Identity. Does a lot of stunt work and a lot of sort of um, um, motion capture stuff for computer games mm. and voice work. Yep. Um, and we have Michael McKell, who plays Strasser, the SS uh, officer. Yes. Now, I was looking, I said, okay, he was in 61 episodes of Emmerdale Farm. Oh, that's quite a lot. But then you look at how many episodes of the Emmerdale Farm has been made. It's like, okay, so 61 episodes. How many percent of that is that? The whole? I mean, it, you know, because this is the other thing as well, people, because sort of, obviously, there's no, it doesn't really stop Emmerdale. No, it, it is, doesn't. I it, mean, they're up to, they're almost up to 6,500 episodes at yes, the moment. Yes, yeah. Um and it just keeps going. It just keeps going. It's like, Newer you know, generations. I remember watching this as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> and it's <laughs> the same with EastEnders. I mean, you know, EastEnders, yes. so Coronation Street. Oh, um, There's a lot of those. Yes. And it just, they don't stop. There's no, like, season no. break. No, no. There's no mid-season break. Nope. Um, yeah, I don't think I've actually sat down and watched an episode of them for how many years? No, I mean, when we were, I mean, my, my mom and dad used to watch it. Yeah. Back in the early days. I and, mean, uh, so, and I don't even remember some of the, was there, was there, well, there, I'm sure there was someone named Amos. Wasn't yes, there, the there was Amos. Keep? Amos, yeah. and he had a big, big bushy mustache yes. and a deer stalk. So we had, yeah, and this is in the early days of Emmerdale Farm. Yes. So, uh, so, and they used to watch it, and, uh, and I, I think some of the episodes were on at around dinner time, so we ate in front of the TV. Yeah. Beat. That's where we sat, so we watched yeah. Emmerdale Farm. Well, and you know, people, you know, do forget that for a very, very long time in the UK, uh, you only had three channels. Yeah, like over here in Sweden and in Denmark, you didn't have that much to choose from. No, you had three channels, and at one point, you know, and then um, S4C or S Pedwarek appeared, mm-hmm. which was the Welsh language channel, okay. which is just horrific. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I know I'm probably going to get pillared, and I'm probably, you know, people will say, how dare you, but it's shit. I really don't want to see choir singing and fucking clog dancing. <laughs> no, you don't. I really don't want to see that. It's improved immensely if, if, now. If you have a, if you, yeah, and if you have a choice between that and Emmerdale Farm, it's... Yeah. You know, so, I, mean, I remember us watching Happy Days also uh, around yeah. dinner time. Yeah, and like, and, 
stuff like that. And uh, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we digress. So please yes. don't hate me, fans of S4C, but clog dancing can go fuck itself. I would rather watch Emmerdale. And clog <laughs> dancing. <laughs> or you know, the sort oh, of, you wow. know, Welsh traditional folk. Uh, dancing, or they, you know, and they still do it now. They still have it on that. You, you see the Eistedd Vod, which the Eistedd Vod oh, yeah. is, is a massively important cultural, um, element to Wales. It's, you know, it, it's, it's so important. I've seen, I've heard, I've seen, so you know, yes, I, it's, yeah, but, it's but, so important, but I do not want to sit through six hours of children's choirs. No, no, you don't really, I mean, trying to rip your nails off without yeah. screaming might be, more fun or interesting or somebody gooning while they're playing the harp because some of the faces that they pull whilst they're playing the harp is interesting yeah yeah see with any musician yeah. mind you i'm in so much trouble for saying shit so, that right now. <laughs> let me put it this way move on moving on <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, the, the actors in this one i mean they've done a lot but there's uh, since some of them are uh uh, from uh, from out of country, yes. so to speak. A lot of them you don't you don't you don't know their work uh, that well. No, from this no. one, so there, which kind of is interesting for a movie like this because you don't really have any you you don't have that uh, when you watch a movie with well known actors. You kind of get to cheer. I hope he doesn't die. I hope well, she makes yeah, it. And you know, Tom Cruise one, you don't really know. Yeah, you know when Tom Cruise pops up, you know that he's not going to sniff it. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. But I have to say... 99.9% chance that he survives. Yes. Brian Larkin as uh, the lead in this. Yeah, Dolokhov. Dolokhov. I think he's very, very good. He's a very, very good... Big dude. He is a big dude. He will tear you apart. Yes. Um, And I think he does a good job. Yeah, he just puts my shoulder. Yes. But... Takes shit from no one. (laughs) When he tells... When they're in the, um, the lift... Mm-hmm. Um, and he tells them to surrender when he's yes. in handcuffs and it's just him and his vest. Now, yes. that's a man's man. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Armed with a vest. <laughs> and yeah, pointy I'll nipples. Your, I'll gold. take your, yeah, I'll take your, uh, your apologies and your surrender. Right yes, now. yes. Um, but I think this, Phil, I think the third one, um, delves more into, um, action horror than it does straight out horror. Yeah, we um, may say this is this is the prequel. This takes place actually during World War Two. Yes. So uh, as opposed to the first ones, who are uh, in in well in in present day, I suppose. Yeah, more and or less. essentially the story, you know, like I say, basically you've got a group of Russian or the Red Guard. They're not quite. Yeah. Uh, st- uh, sp- how do you say? Is it Spetsnaz? Yeah, Spetsnaz. Spetsnaz, yeah. They're not... Yeah, you, they're, you don't fuck with the Spetsnaz. No. It's the sort of the early days of the Russian Special Forces, mm-hmm. uh, and they're sent on a mission, they're behind enemy lines, and they come, and then their job is to sort of find out what is going on. They know that there's a bunker or a base somewhere, and yep. they come across it. Um, yes. But what you get with this one, you don't get so much the ghost... Um, no, this is, this is more like... A, this is more like... And I wouldn't even call them zombies. They're more like experimental creature things. So this is more, much more like this is an action horror. With yeah. More with more uh, well, more action than horror actually. Yeah. But I think what you get here, this is in the midst of the experiment where they're not really because I took it like when you see some of these uh, zombie creatures that they've they've experimented uh, yeah. on. You you get the feeling that you're that 
the the German the Nazi doctors or that creepy surgeon yeah. they're not yeah. really there yet yeah this they're is getting to the point point where you where you see the soldiers from the first movies yeah but they're not there yet no no and i think they sort of it's more in keeping with sort of frankenstein's army than it is the original outpost yes yep i do love there's a brilliant moment in this where <laughs> tolikov is his character is sort of they're, they're creeping they're trying to get out and he leans against the wall and there's like a prison cell next to it. And he, he thinks about opening the door and then reads this. He has the growling inside and sees the sign that says wolf soldier. Yeah. Like, <laughs> With, nah. Now I'll, I'll, I'll close that one. Yeah. Don't just leave it there. And like the fact that the, you know, you can see that the, you know, the, the, the Nazi soldiers are using the, using like sort of, uh, one particular creation as almost like a sniffer dog. Yes. Um, out in a chair. And that's quite a cool idea. That is quite a cool idea. And we get the sort of origin. You, you can see the origin out, of the... Out walking the pooch. Yes. I'm taking a, can I take the zombie out for a, for a walk? <laughs> I, I won't be long. I've got his muzzle. Yes. Uh, yeah. It's a bit wily today, but yes, I'll take yeah. a, it might take 15 minutes more, but I'll be home. Yeah. <laughs> but, it, you know, it is very much an action film. Yes, um, yes. Some great fights, some great fist fights in this. Yeah, it's brutal. Uh, it's, it's, I mean, it's not like, uh, I mean, even the, the, like, uh, Dolokhov, the Brian Larkin character. Yeah. I mean, even, he's a big guy, but it, it, and it hurts getting hit by him, but I'm sure it hurts him too, hitting some. But he's, he's the kind of soldier that pain is something you just, uh, suppress. Yes. But it's, there are some brutal, uh, fights in this one. Yeah. Really, really brutal. Just yeah. fist fights. Basically. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, I do love the fact that you get the American soldier who pops up. Um, yeah, what a what a waste. Yes, and he sort of pops up, and he sort of uh, yeah. you, you think, oh, you know, again, America here to save the day, and he doesn't last very long. No, so, uh, he's kind of disposed of. Very yes, quickly. he's just a he's a little scraggly. Yes, piece of meat sack. Awesome. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but he's he he's he's completely worthless. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, but I think I, he was some sort of spy trying to find. So I mean, he doesn't really need to be a big burly guy. But wow. Yeah. He, yeah. he gets uh, uh, disposed of fairly quickly. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, what's interesting is the closing credits. Did you watch all the way through the cl- closing credits, where you get the uh, animation? Nope. Because if you nope. st- Stick oh, with yes, the closing yes, credits. Yes, 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 I did. Yes. Like a cartoon like montage that shows exactly, Dollar Clock returning yes. back there and it kind of, you know, the, the, it kind of sort of, um, it kind of sort of ties things up a little bit. Yeah, because you kind of get, uh, like moments from, um, uh, that eight millimeter movie they watched yeah, in yeah, the first yeah, yeah. one. You, yeah. And so it, it, what I, that's what I liked about this one. It ties a little bit into the first one, not much, but a little bit. And yeah, again, yeah. you get uh, like we talked about the the nurse, Vivian Taylor. She plays yes. uh, the nurse in this one. Yes. Uh, so uh, it, it and you, again, you have uh, Johnny Maris uh, as the breather. <laughs> yes. Even though I think they took it a bit too far with the way his uh, his mouth opens and stuff. I, uh, I didn't yeah. really like that one. No. That, that was taking. He was creepy enough in the first two, but in this one, it kind of like. It was that trope of. Uh, well, it's it's a bit. Uh, I, I, it's overused, isn't it? Yes, exactly. It's that's, overused. Uh, that's a good way of putting. It. Yeah, 
So that I didn't really like that part of it, but I like him being in this and uh, the way that they, they kind of tied it into the uh, to the nurse, and we see how she gets to be uh, she wasn't the second one. Yes, and uh, and and those parts, and I kind of like the Dolokhov ca- character too. But it's this is more a standard action beating up monsters. Yes, uh, yeah, thing. Yeah, I think that's that's something that sort of. Um... I think that, that that kind of hits the nail on the head, really, doesn't it? It's sort of, uh, you know, it's it's how many monsters we can shoot with uh, with World War World War Two weaponry, and how many fist fights can we have somebody with a zombie um, yes. have? And I mean, I, however, um, Michael McKell, I think, gives a great performance in this. Yes, yeah, um, yes, uh, Strasser. Yes, and and. Uh, Interestingly enough, when you look, read some of like the background and sort of some of the reviews, people really have a go, really lay into his character as have given, uh, as being too talky. But then I quite liked his character and the fact that he sort of, you know, he, he, that sort of overconfident arrogance. Yes. Um, yeah, because that, that kind of, because these characters think that what they're working on will bring on uh, the, the, It'll bring on the fourth. Well, uh, at that time as well, it was the third right. Yes. Uh, it'll it'll bring on the the supremacy of the the Nazi right. Well, it'll and, save and them. He, he, yeah, and he gets that. He has that uh, weird confidence that we are going to crush the world under our boots. Yes. And I think that comes across in his character because he's very arrogant and like. <laughs> You can't really touch us because we're the, the the master race. Yes, yes. So yeah. I don't think you should really uh, pan his character like that because th- that's the way his character is supposed to act. Yes. He's overconfident. Yeah, yeah, completely, completely. I mean, the the one scene where I did really wince is where Dolokhov is battling with the with the, with like the doctor, mm-hmm. and he breaks his arm. Mm-hmm. The noise mm-hmm. that that arm break is absolutely—it brings tears to the eyes. Yeah, it's painful. Yes, and he cries, "You broke my arm! You broke my arm!" I'm like, no fucking shit, you like, I thought he ripped it <laughs> open socket. But, <laughs> um, but again, I do think that this has the sort of with. I think by the time you get to some with some sagas or franchises you get diminishing returns and yeah. um, I do think that the unfortunate as much as I like this one um, I don't think it's a um, as strong as the other two and I do think it is the, it, it is the diminishing returns yeah because uh, as I, I like the, the 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 ending ending of the the second one yes. Like, I thought, okay, so is she going after him? And it kind of turns into, like, maybe not a zombie, not a Nazi zombie or a movie per se, but a little bit of a revenge story with yeah. the, with that big corporation, the, like Klausner and all that yeah, behind yeah. it. And, yeah. and it, it almost, it, it actually, really at the end, there is like a, a a spy movie of sorts, uh, like like Born Identity, and, yeah. and, and that that one. I thought, okay, so that's what we're getting. And no, we nope. did not. We got a prequel, and I kind of want to know what happens afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think you know, the, the, there's room, isn't there? There's room for at least one more movie. 
Yes, and I don't, sadly, I don't think we're going to get one. Nope, nope. I was kind of looking into it and seeing if we'll at least see her uh, getting 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 him back a little yes, bit. Yes, yes. But unfortunately, I think the rise of the Spetsnaz uh, killed the franchise yes, dead in yes. the water. Yeah, Dolgov um, beat, beat that uh, yes. <laughs> to the ground. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, again, like I said, the critics were... Um, Fairly, um, yeah, they were none too happy about this. I think fairly unpleasant mm-hmm. um, about this one. And a, there's a great um, uh, <laughs> uh, Dread Central absolutely panned it. Yeah. Absolutely panned it. Um, called it uh, the Outpost franchise is beginning to lose steam by falling into a dull state of Nazi zombie filled redundancy. Um, mm. Which I did. I thought, ooh. Any time anybody uses the word redundancy within what you're talking about. Um, yeah, but this one, you kind of, uh, I mean, the first one could stand a, uh, as a lone movie. Yes, yes. Uh, even with the ending. Yes. Because it's a cool ending, even though it's bleak and it's like, oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, but the second one kind of have to, uh, it, it, even though it could, I suppose, stand on its own, but I don't think it, it, the second one works if you've seen the first one. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, this one, Rise of the Spetsnaz, is also fine as a standalone movie. Yeah, I think you're right Because you, you don't really have to have the first ones. Even though it's nice, you, you kind of, uh, uh, it harkens back a little bit to them, or maybe not harkens back because this is a prequel, so it, uh, it harkens forward. To the forward, yeah. <laughs> but you don't really need those to no. understand, because this is basically... I think I read somewhere like a gladiatorial fight between uh, Nazi zombies and Spetsnaz soldiers. And yes, it kind of. It kind of when they're down there in that dungeon and they kind of open the gates and yeah, and all manners of weird creatures come yeah. out. Mm. And then Dolokhov just stands there, bring it, bring it yes. on. Yes, any time a man strips to his vest, yes. you know, you know. Yes. <laughs> oh, he means this. I mean. He's, and I liked him in this because he didn't take crap from no one. No, no. And he was determined to get out of that bunker, even though if he had to kind of claw his way through concrete and um, and uh, steel. Yes. And yes. he sure enough, he got out. Oh, he did. He certainly and did. The, and then that dog. Uh, yeah. Creature. Uh, weird. Uh, redneck looking. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Teethless <laughs> yes. ran at him, and he beat this shit out of him, yes. and uh, the, and brought him with him. Yeah, he did. The fact he picked him up and slung him over his shoulder, I thought, oh, yeah. what, what, hang on, He's, he, he might wake up at some point. Yeah, but again, yeah, I suppose Dolikov would. I mean, and and then he probably maybe walks back to uh, to Mother Russia and they uh, yeah. the experiments. <laughs> yeah. Now, I suppose what amazed me about this, um, this was filmed in Yorkshire. Yes, I think I read something it was, about that. <laughs> it was filmed in Ripon in Yorkshire, and then the interiors were shot in Scotland, which is just, it, which is amazing, which is absolutely yes. fantastic. <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, so we've got sort of Yorkshire, you know, uh, standing in for war-torn Europe. It's... <laughs> But it, it still it works. I mean, it looks it's uh, it's the woods. Yeah, it does. Okay. It does. You, you really just need the woods and a lone road here and there, and 
And away you, go. you go. Away yeah. you and go. You, and then you said a little uh, the war-torn Europe. Yeah, sure. Eastern Europe. Fine. Yeah. And all you need then is a, is a chained Nazi dog zombie type thing. Yeah. And away we go. <laughs> yeah. He's kind of like the... Yeah, I don't know what the hell you could call him, but I'm sure he wouldn't. I'm sure he won't like his future when Dolgo brings him to. No, I don't think it ends well for him, does it? No, I don't think it no. ends well. I don't think he's going to get a nice kennel and and, and the occasional walk. <laughs> nice kennel. So, <laughs> Poor guy. So, yeah. where would you come in on Outpost: Rise of the Spetsnaz? I'm actually going down one notch more. I'm putting it in 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 the middle as a. Uh, so uh, five. You're going five, Cause, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it it it's definitely not as good as the two first ones. No, and no. but it's still. I mean, it's it's an, uh, you're not bored. You're not bored, and it doesn't. No. It's it sort of it's entertaining, and I think yeah. you know it's one of those that it's it's something you could throw on and just sort of just switch your brain off and just enjoy it. It's, yeah. you know, it's not trying to make some big political statement in any way, shape or form. Um, okay. It's solid B-movie territory, which is great. Um, it's got gore, it's got action. Yeah, um, yeah the, the, the only, the, once you get past that, uh, well, I did, well, I thought, oh, okay, so we're not getting, okay, a continuation of it. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then you kind of have to reshift your brain and then, sure. It's, yeah. I think we're it's, def- a, it's a survival uh, movie, more yeah. or less. Yeah, but he just tries to get out of that place, and uh, and he does single handedly take on most of. Uh, and yeah, did, it, the one thing the I did. People in the bunker. Yeah, they were. They, they seem to be hundreds of them down there. Yeah, there seem to be a lot of them down there. <laughs> um, it's kind of like uh, Rambo Three. Yes. So he's yes. kind of like the, the Rambo trying to get out and taking on a whole army. You, you pretty much. I love that <laughs> line in Rambo 3. What should we do, John? Fuck him. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of uh, what Dolokhov says, yes. more or less. Yeah, pretty much. So, uh, pretty much. So, so maybe Kieran Parker or Ray Brunton kind of had that in mind. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, for me, this is a, I think you're right there, that you're bang on the money there. It's, it's a five. Um, yeah, it's the middle of the road. Yeah. And I think it's sort of, it's, I mean, I'd like to see what happened, uh, more with the franchise, but I don't think we're going to get to see that. No, I mean, we're into, uh, this is 2013, so yeah. we were, uh, we're well I think past there's, that now. yes, I think so. I, uh, someone would, would have to come up with a, with a good script for, uh, and they have to go, uh, continuation of the two first ones. Yes, I completely. Think. Completely. But I, as you said, I don't think that's going to happen. No, no. Well, we've managed to talk for nearly an hour and a half now about, yeah. about these three. And I think we've sort of managed to keep it fairly, uh, fairly concise. Um, so is there anything that you would like yeah. to add to, about the, talk about the Outpost franchise? No, I think... I mean, if you're a fan of movies like this, you should definitely go out and check at least the two first. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely. And see them as kind of like, uh, they're kind of like one movie. They they uh, they belong together. So check them out once. Yes. Uh, I mean, you won't really go wrong with it. No, no, no. They're fairly inoffensive if, you know, if yeah. you're not offended by blood guts and Nazi zombies. But, mm. um, well, if you get past that. Yes. <laughs> No, so I think you check them out and uh, and 
and I don't think you'll go. No. At least not with the two first ones. I don't think you'll go wrong. Because there's a lot, I mean, even though the first, because we said it's like kind of like a ghost haunted house story, you get that, uh, you get the horror feel from the first one. Yes. Yeah. At least. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Check them out. Definitely. At least the, the, the two first ones. Definitely. So, my good friend, before we sign off, where yes, can the good people find you? Uh, they can find me, uh, as usual, uh, talking, uh, uh, well, every genre, every <laughs> yeah. genre. Yes. Uh, on uh, on uh, retromoviegeek.com with uh, Joel and Daryl. Or they can go back and also listen to me. Joel and Daryl on uh, Forgotten Flicks Remembers, anyway. And Forgotten Flicks dot com, the early years was just Jason and and Joel. But go listen to that, too, because there's a lot of fun stuff there. Yes, I I would recommend that. I would definitely recommend that. And I don't know when this this airs. The one we just recorded uh, Friday evening was uh, Black Moon Rising. Nice. We had a fun discussion, uh, and some hosts didn't really care for the movie. I'm not saying anything. That's a teaser. <laughs> uh, but we had a really fun discussion. Awesome. Uh, like, like we did when uh, we discussed, um, uh, damn it, play Misty for me. Yeah, great. Where film. I was, yeah, where I was, uh, kind of in the lone corner. That was the one who liked it, and uh, no one else did, but we had a really good discussion about it. Yeah. <laughs> And the other thing as well, check out your written reviews as well, people. Peter's written oh, yeah. reviews are great. Um, Thank you. They are really worth it. Really, really oh, shit, worth I it. I think I have two more already done. Oh, fantastic. Maybe, 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 maybe I should, maybe I should uh, put them on the side. Yes, they find, honestly, it's well worth it. And I do really, really enjoy reading them. Um, Thank you. They're, you know, insightful, entertaining, you know, sort of uh, edutainment. Edutain. Ooh, Educate, I haven't heard that term. Education yes, ed, ed, ed. and entertaining all at the yes. same time. I haven't heard that term in a long time. <laughs> Edutainment. Nice. So, Peter, my good man, thank you so much for being on. As always, always you have a pleasure. Open invitation to come on whenever you feel like it. Just sort of uh, wander in, kick the door open, and we'll talk. Yeah, we still have. Oh, I'm going to tie this back to our last conversation. Yes. With, uh, uh, we still have some good ones in the offing. Oh, definitely. Well, yeah, we've got a federal list developing. Yeah, we've got yeah. a. So uh, we can, we'll have a chat off air, and then uh, we'll surprise our good listeners. Of course. <laughs> yes. Teaser, teaser. Thank you so much. Take care, uh, now, my good man. man. Take good care. Take care. Ta-ra, buddy. Ta-ra. Ta ta. As always, I want to say a big thank you to Peter for being on. Honestly, um, he's so great to have on, and he's such a wonderful, wonderful guy. Um, Now, um, I've got a couple thank yous to give out for people who have made a donation to my short film. Um, So, listen, guys, if you want to make a donation, you can go to GoFundMe. Um, you just look up School Hall Slaughter and we're on there. You can come on to our, the School Hall Slaughter Instagram page, um, our Facebook page. You can just message me directly, um, uh, to where to find out where to go. Um, honestly, I am so grateful and humble to the people who've made donations. Um, I mean, first of all, I got to say thank you to Darren, Mr. Alt Movies, and he will be on very, very soon. And we're going to be talking Dario Argento's Dracula. Um, I want to say thank you so much for your donation, honestly. Um, P. 
Peter, who you've just this, uh, who's just been on. Honestly, I cannot thank you enough. I'm going to have to name you as an executive producer on this because, honest to God, thank you so much, my friend, for everything that you've done, you've done, and for your donation. I, I'm I'm absolutely humbled by it. Thank you so much, my friend. Gilman Joel, Joel Roberts, Joel Robertson. That's it. The that's it. The man from Retro Movie Geek. Joe Robertson, thank you so much for your donation. Honestly, I really appreciate it. I am, thank you so, so, so much. Um, Leighton, my brother from another mother, he's dropped me, he's, he's, he's thrown me a few quid. Elizabeth Bassett, Wayne, um, who is Lizzie's husband, um, is also doing the soundtrack, the score for this, for my film. And it's it's just such synthwave goodness. Honestly, if you like 80 synthwave type music, it's got a John Carpenter feel to it. It's Fabio fizzy, frizzy feel. It's wonderful, honestly. So, Elizabeth, thank you very much for your donation. Wendy Brown, thank you. Thank you very much. Really, really appreciate it. Ian Bradshaw, thank you, my brother. I appreciate it. And Peter Germany, thank you, my man. Love your support. Thank you so much. Honestly, guys, I wouldn't be able to do this project without... Um, all your donations. So honestly, thank you so much. So if you do want to get involved and you do want to make a donation, you can find us on GoFundMe. Okay, so you can take yourself over there. You get us, obviously, get a shout out on the podcast and you get a mention in the credits as well. Not much, but that's all I can afford at the moment. But thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. Honestly, it's very, very, very humbling. So thank you so much. Okay. Up next, we've got a slightly shortened What the Wookiee Watch, because obviously we covered three films on there. And on this episode, what are we going to be looking at? This episode? Oh, I'm rambling now. I'm starting to get tired. Getting all a bit slap happy again. We're kind of um, continuing the theme of um, Nazi-like zombies type thing. Infected, crazed Nazi scientists making experiments. And what we're looking at is a great film. And I think this film has gone somewhat under the radar. Um, and i got to say a big thank you to the people over at Signature Entertainment and my man Merrick for sending this to me. Because honestly, it's absolutely superb. And what we're looking at is a film called Death Trench. Um, now, originally, this one came under the title of trench number 11 um so depending on where you are in the world in the uk it's just been released as death trench and in other various other parts of the world it's trench um number 11 this is such an underrated film uh, it's got a great cast uh, it's got a small budget um originally released in two well made in 2017 so it's getting this um, dvd release and i think straight to video um video on demand uh, release and it's about the final days of world war one and what we've got is an um, an allied army unit uh, led by a shell-shocked soldier that's a bit of alliteration there for you um and they're sent to investigate a mysterious german facility located deep underground um, and what is it that they find? Well, you need to watch it to find out. This is so good. Um, it's directed by Leo Sherman. Um, it was written by Matt Bouet and uh, Leo Sherman. The film stars um, Rossif Sutherland. Um, now, I think, 
he is the son of Donald Sutherland. But somebody look that up and correct me if I'm wrong. But he is, I think he's the son of Sutherland. So uh, Donald Sutherland, of course, the brother of Kiefer. Um, it star, also stars Robert Stolberg, uh, Charlie Carrick, uh, Sean Benson, Ted Atherton, Luke Humphrey, Jeff Storm, Adam Hurtig, um, Karen Vanessa, and John B. Lowe. Honestly, guys, this is a really, really good film. Um, it's full of atmosphere. Um, it's got great... Uh, it makes absolutely fantastic um, use of its uh, World War One setting. Um, the maison scene for this entire film is is first class. I, I, I cannot honestly... Some people have been fairly unkind, I think, um, on, uh, on IMDb, and I've given it... Ignore it. Just completely and utterly ignore it. It's a great film. Um, it, you know, it's got the sort of men on a mission feel to it. If you enjoyed Overlord, you'll enjoy this one. Um, of course, it's slightly low budget, but that adds to it and it gives this sense of um, creativity to it, which I'm thoroughly, thoroughly impressed. Um, and I got to say, um, Rossif Sutherland's performance in this is absolutely superb. Um, as well as uh, Charlie Carrick. I think his performance is great as well. Um, it's a very, very strong cast. It's a great ensemble piece. And i got to be honest, I would give this an 8 out of 10. Um, you can find it um, HMV. I think you can also find it in Tesco. As there, there are other superstores out there. But it, or on video on demand. Honestly, this is one that is definitely, definitely, definitely worth a look. So thank you, my good man, Marek, for sending it to me. And also to Signature Entertainment. I really, really appreciate it. Now, we also ran a little online competition for this one. And our winners were... And i got to say thank you so much for your regramming, your tweeting, your, you know, honestly, really appreciate it. The um, winners were selected at random by the ever-lovely Lulu, Lulu Lloyd Green of Luna Blue Magical Gifts uh, fame. A lot of, lot of plugs in this one episode. Sorry, guys, but I'm contractually obliged to any time I mention my wife that I have to mention her shop. So <laughs> our winners of our DVD competition were Shanna Batty and Paul uh, Daunt. So thank you, guys. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you for your, your retweet, your Instagramming, everything else. That also brings us to where you can find us. You can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, and you can also find the short film School Hall Slaughter on Facebook and on Instagram. And the trailer um, is also out as well, so you can go and check that out. And that, ladies and gentlemen, brings us to the end of another episode. I promise you guys I'm going to do my very, very best because we've got some great episodes uh, coming up to try and get them out to you as, as, as quickly as I possibly can. But you've got to bear with me a little bit. So um, thank you so much. Honestly, guys, everybody who interacts online with... Um, Online with me, um, I'm so humbled by all your feedback. I genuinely appreciate it. I love it when uh, you tweet, um, when we get messages on the Facebook page, uh, particularly you know on Instagram as well. Don't be shy. Come and follow. Honestly, if you've got something to say or you'd like us to cover a particular film, check it on there. I really, really appreciate it. Got some great episodes coming up. Like I said, we've got a Dario Argento's Dracula episode coming up, which will be very interesting. Uh, we've got The Matrix, which I'm covering with my brother from another mother, Mr. Leighton Winston. i got an interview coming up with Colin Bressler, our friend from across the pond and talking about his latest film, Domestic Hell. Really, really, really exciting times. So, that's all that's left for me to say. In the immortal words of Count Duckula. Good night out there, whatever you are.
This is Al from Cadavercast. You've been listening to the Undead Wookiee. The back.